I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I, well, I'm just holding up a cup, it means nothing to you. But <laughs> my thing is, uh, I make a one fuck off strong coffee in the morning. So I do like, I have my percolator, make a coffee, put a little bit of water in it just to cool it down because I like to drink it fast. Uh, and then nowadays that kind of just sets me up for the day i'm normally one coffee man you i wouldn't mean, go again i would like if if it was like oh do you, i probably wouldn't have a full coffee if there's like like you know filter coffee somewhere i'll do like have half a cup at like two or three o'clock maybe after lunch or something but um this coffee that i'm having in front of me now this is like this is rocket fuel this is this you could put into this is in okay. spacex rocket and it'll it'll okay. go a little faster it's insanely strong you could you could float a spoon on it but um, <laughs> so I just need one to absolutely kickstart everything. And then I'm pretty good for the day nowadays. Yeah. Are you still like, because I find if I'm if I'm drinking a lot of coffee and I'm not exercising, it's not good for the system. I start to get the shakes and stuff like that. But generally, if, if I exercise, I, I, I seem to like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like exer- exercise those bit. demons. Yeah. I find if I'm at home and I'm all right, all right. Let's just caveat. We will side note. We will talk about an actual topic. It won't just be on Mark talking about coffee for 25, 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I find that if I'm at home and I'm not doing something, and I have a coffee. I'll start cleaning. That's where the excess uh, is, which is good. It's good. I, I, it's a nice little place to put it. Win-win for everyone. I know. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, Mark. Tell me. Oh, right. Am I starting this one? No, you're starting. Yeah. You, you always start. Okay. You, 
Do I? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we like we should just like call it what is it, what they call it a false start or whatever. Anyway, um, speaking of a win-win for everyone, yeah. Here's one that is quite interesting. Ireland are going to play New Zealand in the World Cup finals um, of the World Cup on Saturday. So we're recording this on Friday and we're expecting that game. And ironically, I mean, maybe not in everybody's books, but interestingly, Ireland are are the favourites to win the game. Mm -hmm. I I don't think, like I said, not in everybody's books, but um, it's going to be a very close game, but it's a quarterfinal. And it's, it's quite strange because Ireland and Irish people and winning uh, it's an unusual combination it's not we don't do we don't go well with us we don't do it well not in the sense of but in the opposite sense we don't do it well in the sense of it's not like um we're bad winners in the sense of we shout and everything we just can't handle it we can't know what to do with us you know what i mean yeah but uh, like it we can't handle it we don't know what to do with it but it's also it's the mentality that's there in ireland in general and i think this I noticed this when I was in Italy recently. He's just standing at a train station. And there was just like a dude there, like a normal guy, right? Normal guy. Um, I'm seeing like a six foot two guy. He's got a top hat on. He's got a cloak. He's got like three walking sticks. Just a normal guy. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, he was wearing these... He was wearing these jeans, uh, you know, the kind of um, open cut jeans. So you can see like half his legs really, but he's wearing those type of jeans, you know, the, the ripped yeah. jeans. Yeah. Um, white shirt. The shirt was like buttoned down to just below his chest. Right. So basically his whole chest This is like 10 o'clock in the morning. And it's not yeah. like going to a pub or something like that. He's like total normal day. And then yeah. these real modern sunglasses like yeah I can't really describe them but you know you can just imagine like real kind of funky sunglasses okay yeah and just like I don't know on his way to work or going to see his family I don't know what he was doing but I was like I you can get away with that in Ireland like (laughs) oh we talk about how we're developing and we're changing and it is true like there's there's stuff but no one no Irish person would have the um, the neck, the balls, whatever, to walk out at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Friday uh, looking like that, you know? Uh-huh, and uh-huh. In, in his mind, in his mind, he's just, I'm the boss, I'm the winner. I'm going uh-huh. out and I'm, I'm looking like this, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, the likes of Italy when they played in the World Cup or, sorry, the European Championships against England, even though they probably, uh, like, they had a worse team, in my opinion, they mm. still won. And I knew they were going to win just because they have that mentality of winning. They're like, this is ours. This is us. Yeah. This is what we do. We win. They have that swagger. We, we have open shirts and cool sunglasses and ripped jeans, you know? Confidence, and, Mark. The word is confidence. Yeah. <laughs> In Ireland, that like is a very finite resource. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. when you talk to like, or when you see that we, we're like, we could do well in this World Cup, I just mm-hmm. still find it so hard to believe that we might win the World Cup. Right. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, even though we're like favorites for in a lot of people for like on uh, bookies and stuff, we're still like uh like everybody I speak to, everybody I've spoken to about the Ireland, everyone's like, yeah, but you know we got injuries and we don't do well with pressure and we got to face these guys and like no one's like, no one's like, yeah, I think we're going to make it. Not mm. one person I've spoken to thinks says I think we might win it. Yeah, it's weird, and, and also you don't jinx it, but like no, exactly, yeah. Not even just speaking about that. How many, excuse me, how many winners can you think of? Um, Irish, whether it be sport, whether it be business or music or or whatever, 
Uh-huh. Um, can you think of anybody that you would describe as like a winner, real winner, and also also being being Irish? Obviously, there's the good for you, but just to see who comes to your mind. Um. Okay. So flip two flip sides, right? The one of the greatest sports person we have is Katie Taylor, right? Yeah. The boxer. Yeah. And Katie Taylor, if anyone's watched her fights, Katie Taylor does something after every fight. She goes. Ah, it's all thanks, thank God for this. This is all God's work. This was God. This was was he? She doesn't even. I'm not the terrible Katie Taylor. <laughs> I actually thought it was talking to Katie. I was like, I got, I got nervous there. I was like, Oh my God, I'm interviewing Katie Taylor. <laughs> no, that's harsh. But she does have a very husky voice. But um, uh, she's she's very um religious, and she'll thank God for a lot of a lot of her fights and stuff like that. So she doesn't even take the win. She's like this, you know. This was God. The only one I can think of who's like, like. Balls out, fucking like uterus out, fucking winner, no shits given is um, uh, Michael O'Leary. Okay, yeah. Michael O'Leary has no fucks given. He will do like he just wants to succeed, and he's like he's like the the most cutthroat guy. We have some badass like fucking rough business people in Ireland. Like um, Dennis O'Brien is is a known like. <laughs> like he'll yeah. he'll drop you like a, a a sack of potatoes if you say a bad word about him. Dennis yeah, O'Brien, for sense. those who don't know, is a media mogul. He owns a bunch of media outlets, and he'll mm. he's been known to like fire people who speak out against him and shit. But he's behind the scenes kind of guy. You never see him. Whereas yeah. Michael O'Leary's like in front of the TV, fucking loves the limelight, loves talking, like giving like those smart answers and stuff like that. You know. The other day, he, I saw a video of him telling like the. British air traffic controllers to like fuck off, like he like literally he's, he's, <laughs> he said he's like oh yeah apparently they're all sick or something like they've got thirty like, percent of them got COVID and the other seventy percent are stressed about it or something. And he's like they can go fuck off, like he's ridiculous and like yeah. that's very rude and you shouldn't be saying that sort of thing. But yeah. it's sometimes it's quite funny. Yeah. But here's my question to you: Would you describe his personality as stereotypically Irish? No, not no. really. See, that's the thing. No, it and stands you think, out. It stands out. You think of these like, let's, let's talk about maybe winner is not the right word, but like the most famous Irish people, um, like Michael O'Leary's pretty famous in his in his own way and in his own world, um, like you'll have Bono from U two, yes. Conor McGregor, these type yeah. of characters. A lot of these guys and and girls. Katie Taylor is a bit of an exception, I think, just because she's so talented that. It doesn't really matter what she says or who, like, you know, it doesn't sure, seem to... Sure, sure. It's like, it's just built into her. Like, she's just, she just physically has just that a talent. Machine. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. So much more talented than than most a of her competitors. One, good one. A way, like, oh, see, now, okay, now we're getting into kind of a weird thing because Bono is a good mix because Bono is talented, but also he's got charisma, whether you like him or not. Like he, the man yeah. can hold hold on. The other one I was going to say, famous nowadays, we're like we're quotation marks. I'm, for listeners, I'm doing quotation marks now. Winners, right? Um, a good one nowadays would be Killian Murphy because he's so successful, right? But he's yeah. not really a winner. He he goes back into talent again, but he's insanely modest. He like doesn't talk about his family. He doesn't like talking about his own work. Really, he's just like. Uh, but then again, there's the question of like, is he a like? He's not competitive per se. He's just successful. You know what I mean? Lean Murphy is a great example of what an Irish psyche is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're, yeah, that's a, a a brilliant one to bring up because if you like compare him to the likes of the people I just mentioned, Michael O'Leary, you know, Bono, mm. Conor McGregor, all these people, he couldn't be more opposite. And mm-hmm. 
I guess my, my what I was going to try and say because you've you've broken the rule now by bringing him up, but <laughs> a lot of the very a lot of those kind of winners or people who have been successful in their domains, I would say have a very they don't have a very Irish mentality or they've broken free of that mold or or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we've spoken about this before in terms of like, you know, tall poppy syndrome and how that doesn't exist and, you know, how it, how it is here versus how it is in Denmark. So I don't want to go into it too much because we've kind of spoken about it before. But mm. it is interesting that relationship that it's also a small country. Like what belief do you have in ourselves? It's interesting one. Well, Mm-hmm. Put put now into the domain of like Ireland being one of the favourites yeah. to win the World Cup. It's like it's a yeah. strange. I'm probably much more nervous than the Irish rugby team. I guess they're probably just totally calm <laughs> and they know what to do. But yeah, um, it's a weird one. It is, um, and we can do like our Ireland winning the Six Nations and the Grand Slam has happened. You know, and we we've we've all experienced those wins, and we we absolutely love it. But like, it's just these like it's when there's pressure put on outside and that you're like, so like the six nations is, is an interesting one because it's a round Robin, right? It It's not like you keep winning past each a round Robin for the, like it's where you play everybody and the winner, like, it's not like a, a success. So you get into the semis and the quarters or whatever. It's just like you play. And if you win the most of games, you win. Right. Whereas in the world cup, there's this building pressure, like coming from the very beginning, people are saying you're going to win. And then, like, you get into the next level, it's like, oh, you're really going to win. And then it keeps going. So there's a buildup of pressure. And that's what we can't really handle. That's when we're, yeah. like, like with same with the Euros and whatever it is. Whenever there's, like, we have to, like, <laughs> get past something or, like, there's talk of us before it's even started about how good we are. That's what, like, I'm just me coming from my, my, my point of view. Like, but, like, that seems to be when we're, like, really starting to feel the pressure like, that we can't handle something, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to the root of all this if can, right? Um it might be interesting for people who are listening to to learn what it's like as a as a younger person here in Ireland growing up and the introduction that you might have to sport in, in general. Um, oh yeah. Not, not not everybody's like a sporty person, but I think at least ni- 99.9% of people are introduced to sport in some way, shape, or form. Like your parents bring you to something and you either like it or you don't but yeah school um, school is a big it's it's pushed in school a lot but anyway i think you're going to go there one yeah exactly so what was your experience like growing up so for me i was brought to uh gaelic football and yeah. for anybody who doesn't know what that is you can just youtube it um very <laughs> what, a, what a lazy answer mark <laughs> but a very lazy description and a description yeah. which i'm not going to go into much more but like let's call it a mix between like soccer, football, and rugby, right? It's it's very sure. much not that, but you know, okay. But yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. close enough. Um, <laughs> so I was introduced to that. I don't know. I guess I was like five or six, um, yeah. and then ended up playing it for the majority of my youth, um, yeah. and as I got it, but like that was like a real. Sorry, actually, that wasn't the first thing that I was brought to. The first thing I did. I think it was just after coming back to me now it was tennis um, oh. but it wasn't tennis like I remember it, it was, was like child, child, no, it was like you know child minding with a tennis racket I, I actually remember now I remember one of the tasks or one of the things that we had to do was and I think like I was three three and a half or four um, was you had to get the ball put it on your racket and then run yeah. from one side of the court to the other without it falling off 
And yeah, yeah I remember that's what our Djokovic practices. Just see him doing that in his training. <laughs> oh yeah, I was on a fast track course to become one of the elites. Um, <laughs> no, I thought I was yeah. a genius though, and I won the race because I just took the tennis ball and stuck it in the little triangle part of the racket. You know, the little gap, the like between the <laughs> handle and the racket. Sheesh. Which, and yeah. then I just basically threw the racket over my shoulder and sprinted. For whatever reason, the teacher said, like, he didn't say that he cheated, but whatever. Um, when so, you're three you know, years old, I mean, <laughs> you yeah. pretty should think to be like, sorry, listen, there's rules. <laughs> there's yeah, rules, yeah. Mark. He was probably more concerned about the other kids shitting his pants or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So tennis, then I was thinking to Gaelic football. And then from there, I basically tried everything. Um, mm. I was lucky enough to live in a place where there was different clubs. And the only thing I didn't really try, apart from in school for like one year, uh, because there wasn't a team for my age in Dublin, was hurling. Really? Um, yeah, in Clontarf, there was no team for my age in hurling. I'm sure that's totally oh. different now, but at the time, uh, there wasn't. That's because where you're really from, amazing. yeah, Cork, yeah, yeah. hurling is much bigger. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cork, uh, like, infamous with hurling for like winning the, the All Ireland a few times. Um, yeah, I grew up in like rural Cork and I, I same exact same thing now. I there was think that there was tennis, but the, my first introduction to sport would have been football. And, so you, you do both in our in, where I'm from, you do football and hurling, right? And yeah. I, it was you would been you've been training for both. And uh, I think I enjoyed it for the for when I was young, I spot maybe like seven, I suppose, or something like that when you first started off like with teams and things like this. I think I enjoyed it for the first while. Um because it was just out to see friends and go off and do something and burn energy and stuff like that, right? I'd, and then quite soon after starting it, I realized I wasn't good at it. Like, I'm not I'm not good at, like, team sports. I'm not good at that kind of sport. Um, and I used to, like, when we'd go for matches, I used to, was on the team a, a, for a bit, like with, like, with the school, and we'd go off and, you know, play other teams and stuff like that. And I used to just talk to the fellow I was marking, you know, I was, you know, I'd be back, I'd be defensive or whatever, and I'd be, like, talking about it. And my teacher would constantly give me shit about talking to him. It's like, don't talk to him, mark him, don't talk to him. Um, And then it actually became a bit of a problem with me because I stopped wanting to do it, and I used to get shit from my teachers because I didn't want to play fo- football and hurling. Now, this... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Because I come from a fucking... Like back then it was quite a like rural and in some ways backwards part of Ireland, which was really kind of shite because it was like, if you don't play, and this is the mentality a lot of people experience. If you don't play Ga, there's something wrong with you. 
guys like yeah. GAA, which is like Gaelic like football and hurling, right? So guys is is the term for all the sports or the both sports. Uh, and well, no, with Camogie, of course, and, and women's football. But uh, yeah, it was like, it was this horrible pressure to be involved in it when actually, because it was such a big part of the community, especially in rural Ireland. It's a fucking huge part of the community. Yeah, being the guy, really and if is. you're a good, if you're if you're a good footballer, you're like the hero of the town or a hero of the of, of mm. the, the 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 um townland or wherever we're playing for, um, uh. But then I got into taekwondo like a few years mm. later, and I did that for like eight or nine years. Wow, okay. I did that for yeah, yeah. I guess it was like it, I liked it, and the guy it was an Irish guy running in him, and he was fucking sound out, and he didn't pressure you to do anything. He's just like, "All right, what do you got?" Like he, he trained you, and you're like, "Do you want to go for the next one?" He's like, "Yeah, I want to go for the next one." All right, well, we'll go for the next one. Do you want to do this now? I said, "Okay." It wasn't like that, chit chatty, but in the sense of like you go at your own pace, and it's your own experience. You know, you you're yeah. not being forced into anything. You're like, yeah. if you just want to come to classes and never do a test, that's fine with us too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is way more like, oh, great. I get to meet people, experience something, go at my own pace instead of like, if you're not good, what the fuck are you doing? You know, which was uh, it, it's a weird thing. Like, obviously, in, in a more rural, I mean, I didn't grow up there. I can see it slightly when I used to go visit my family in Mayo, but also when I was younger, I would have been involved with the Gaelic Football Club. But I think then I, I left in my like mid teens, and yeah, there was shit around that, and um. It was an experience of, I remember they used to be ringing my house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ringing my house. Which is fucking insane when you think, when, when you say it out loud. Like a teenager, yeah, it is. a young person. Yeah. Being like hounded I, for a sport they don't even want to be involved in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it, uh, to be honest, in one sense, I think it was a pity because I, oh, I wouldn't have been like the best player in the world, but I wasn't bad. No, it was also like, just... Yeah. It, it was like a um, physical outlet, right? But I, I lost interest for whatever reason. I, I got more interested in things like music and, mm-hmm. you know, other life. And also I started working. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, I think my sport, my involvement in sport actually kind of is correlated directly to when I started working. So in the sense that like I, I lost interest in, in sport and started, I had got my part-time job, even to the extent I remember that when I first started off, my Gaelic football manager like essentially came down to the supermarket where I was working and begged the manager to let me play a match during my break. So yeah. I was working like 10 hours or in the day and my lunch break, I went to play a Gaelic football match and then came back. I didn't insane. even have lunch. That's insane. Yeah. Um, people, was... people, sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Well, I just want like, there's going to be Irish people listening to this and they, they it resonates a lot with them. But for those who don't know or, or know much about the Gaelic football and stuff. It's or, or uh, it, it's like it represents a shit. Like it's incredibly important to some people. It's incredibly yeah. important. It's their life. And historically, yeah. yeah, and in historically, it's incredibly important to Ireland. It was a representation of our independence. It was repre- representation of our culture. Um, like, our, like being being involved with Gaelic football was a type of rebellion back in the day during you know like the, the back when the Brits were here and stuff like that. And so there's like a history to it. There's a, like a serious. There's some very important things attached to it, but. It still doesn't excuse people for treating it like that. Like there, as in, like not being like you can't. If it's your passion, you can't force it onto another person. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like there's so many positives associated with it. As you said, they did a lot to protect Irish culture and identity yeah. as an yeah. association, which is amazing. Like I'm so yeah. incredibly happy about that and grateful for yeah. that. Um, and I do think, you know, there's a there's amazing positive sides to it. Like it's community. Absolutely. They look they once you're part of it, they look out for you. A hundred percent. Someone passes away in your family, geez, the, the whole club would be at the funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. that's that's how it works. Like they they stick out, they like look out for each other and yeah, that's a great side of it. But as you say, if you want, if you don't feel part of it, and what happened with me, because this is maybe a little bit different to where you grew up, because I guess there was probably just the just the Gaelic football club and the hurling club. Yes, um, yeah. As as part of one. And I imagine maybe there was a you know, a soccer team not too far away or, or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was growing up, I grew like a big problem or distaste with clubs in general, because I learned that growing up, they, you're, you, you'd be associated with one of these clubs. Mm-hmm. And when I was like 13 or 14, I was like, well, I kind of just like playing that. And I like playing this. And sometimes I like to play mm-hmm. tennis, like, but I don't, but I was never part of any of those clubs. Yeah. You know, you know, it's that typical feeling of walking into like the, the club and you're like, oh, yeah, here's John from the tennis club or Peter from the rugby club or mm. Michael from the Gaelic football club. And everybody would like categorize themselves that way. Yeah. Like you're a member. Are you a member? You know, how long are you a member? Is your bloody great grandfather a member? Yeah. You know, do yeah. we have a picture of them on the wall? Yeah. And I always felt like this is a load of bullshit. Like, what is the fucking story with <laughs> these clubs? It's just a course. Can we not just go yeah. and have a play it a little bit? That's one thing that I think is different in this country that we don't necessarily see. Um, because sport was a de- like I think connected to identity to a certain extent. Right. Here, here's um um, a little thing that I'm just going to a little quiz that I'm going to give you right very easy but I just want to see what your answers are Um, very easy one uh, Gaelic football Catholic or Protestant Catholic rugby Protestant tennis Protestant yeah M- majority of them actually apart from <laughs> so this was a thing yeah you know uh, that Oh for us, God. we grow up with anything. It's it, yeah, it's whatever. It's normal. But if you go to like I don't know France or Italy or something like that, you know they yeah. don't have those. There, there's no relationship with Catholic or Protestant connected yeah. to sport. Now let's be clear. Like like that test you just gave me. Those answers doesn't mean you can't. Like everybody can play those sports. But there's just this like old mentality of that's what that represented, right? Yeah. Like as in, like there's no, we're not saying we're not saying that only Catholics or Protestants play those games. But that is historically what people would have associated with. And with, but the, here's the thing: when you say Catholic and Protestant, you're talking about it, it, it comes with an idea of way back when, you know, like times are different nowadays. But like an idea of class as well. Like Protestants had a bit more money; they lived in like nicer houses, like more affluent parts of the country, where you would have a tennis club, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that. Whereas Ga was always like wherever countryside fucking city center wherever it was got you know because yeah anyway keep going yeah like and i wonder is that part of where that pressure comes from you know it's not only um like pressure to be part of the club because it's it wasn't you know the way pressure can be handed down so maybe the reason we were getting pressure was because they got pressure when they were younger and they just think that's how that's how things are done absolutely a hundred percent connections there a hundred percent yeah um, I, yeah, there's definitely um, legacy attached to all of this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Maybe this is similar in other countries as well, but I do think the sport that you play and you grow up in Ireland has a big part of uh, like your identity. God, that, but that's so interesting. I don't know if it does. Maybe. I can't think of anywhere it affects like that, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are places, but sure. um, it, it's one of those things that I only saw this when I moved away from Ireland. And like, I'll give an example. When I when I li- moved to Spain, I maybe saw some things there that the Spanish people didn't see. Like, I could see evidence that this country was, you know, under a dictatorship until I think it was the ni- late 1970s or early 1980s. Like, yeah. just like silly things like huge government buildings, like yeah. these big kind of like, this is the government building you know like that that building was like screaming to you like like kind of george orwell kind of like this is the fucking government or the way like the public service worked for example and you know for the pros and cons to some of those things but like the 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 economy in general and now it's obviously changing but i would say that's changing maybe 10 20 years behind let's say ireland anyway um now it's, it's catching up obviously and it will catch up but that was something that I was aware of because I was an outsider, but I think most people yeah. like Spanish people wouldn't have a clue about that. Really? Then, yeah. Just the same way that, that with the sport in Ireland or yeah, with the Catholic, yeah. you just grow up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Catholic Protestant, whatever, yeah. you know, yeah, conflict. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, sure. That's kind of Gaelic football's Gaelic. That's Catholic. And she's yeah. play rugby. That's mostly Protestant or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but you don't think about it. It's just the mm-hmm. way it is. And then you go to mm-hmm. another country and then they see the people and they're like, uh, there's no like religious identity or anything connected to sports. It's just a sport. It might you know, be, you know, you know, the classic one of like handball Buddhist, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that classic <laughs> connection there. <laughs> yeah. It might be more associated with class. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess yeah, like yeah, in, in, yeah. in England it would be the upper class who play rugby and like the lower class play football. Yeah. Traditionally. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, there might be other ways of of identifying it, but it's just interesting that that's connected to, to yeah. And uh, but with all that being said, we still like we can still like that's a sub that's like that's like below the sport itself. But none of that stops us from enjoying like an Irish rugby game or Ireland playing soccer or whatever it is. We still unite and, and enjoy like the, the sport as it's being played. You know, like I there's okay rugby. I would say does have this like. I'm sure we can all unite, but traditionally there is this like D four, uh, mm. like if you're if you're if if you're into the ruggers, if you're a rugby head, you're there's a there is like this slight idea that you're like if we're going to say like the mecca of rugby in Ireland, it would be D four, <laughs> you know, if like yeah, yeah. it would be like that's the kind of where where the kind of like the, the true like lover of the sport is. But but that being said, of course, there's like a, like we have a very good friend who's from Waterford who's like um lives and breathes rugby, you know, yeah. like through and through. So there's like it's not it doesn't again though these aren't hard and fast rules i'm just saying that like mentality if you're like to say rugby where would where is the most like when you think of rugby fans where do you think you'd be like oh dublin city center or not city center but d4 kind of like rathmines area that's you know that's where my mind would go you know yeah like i remember so before i came to my mind have you seen that picture of like these two leinster fans in 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 donnybrook there they're talking to each other and they've got like the leinster jerseys or jumper or jacket on or whatever like you know that scarf 
uh, they've got like big bellies and one of them's holding like a, a brown Thomas bag and a pint. And it's like <laughs> it, the most Leinster photo you've, you could you could imagine, but it's very funny. <laughs> but like you, you talk about these schools and actually it's interesting because Ronan O'Gara, who is an ex-Ireland uh, rugby player, um, mm-hmm. who you know very well, is from Corkman, um, amazing player, him very down to earth and, and stuff like that. But he was talking about he was asked the question, like, are the Irish rugby team relatable? Like, can the normal Irish person really relate? Oh, to, yeah. uh, He was arguing that that they were, that it was just some people in the media who, who make it seem like it's hard to relate to them. Um, but but there's, work, there's working class rugby as well. Like, there's 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 core, there's Munster rugby, it's a bit working class. Uh, Connacht is certainly working class. <laughs> I feel mm. like I feel like you like the up the people coming from there like come from small towns, smaller cities, and stuff like this. Um, yeah. But it. But then, but we're we're hitting on this whole fucking thing of like centralization of Dublin and like Dublin. Like there is a mentality of Dublin being like the center of government, the center of media. Uh, the, like some of the best sports people come from Dublin. So like there is this like us and them mentality with Dublin in general in Ireland as well. So like whatever comes out of Dublin, there'll be a, a bit of a yin yang between the the hubs and the, what what you called me last week? The, uh, geez, exactly. So there's like, many layers to all of this. It's, it's I would disagree though with the best sports people come out of Dublin. Definitely. I think there's so many sports people that are coming from outside of Dublin. And oh, sure, here- sure, sure, sure. Here, here's something that's interesting. Um, you remember we were talking about the Italians having a winning mentality. Yeah. Who would you call? Who are the Italians of Ireland? I have someone in mind. It'd be interesting to see who who, who you think like what you a think. winning men, like a winning mentality. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to say Cork. Oh, would you? I would have said Kerry. Kerry. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, Kerry. That's Kerry. That- Kerry are the Italians, yes, you're right. They have an insane amount of confidence for Kerry. Yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. Cork, pretty confident too, because we believe that we should have our own country. Like, Yeah, for sure. We've regularly tried to leave the Republic and create our own country, but yes, sorry, yes, I'm like, I'll take away my ethnicity for a second and say, yes, you're right. Kerry is like, Kerry folk are insanely confident. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so much so, like generally, would they traditionally they would have got gotten to the final of the All Ireland Championships quite a lot, mm. but they uh, famously won't travel to watch the games until the final, just because uh-huh. they just know and expect that they'll be in the final. So they're like, ah, I'm not going to bother going up to see that match in Dublin until. Yeah. And all all Kerry people hate Dublin. They hate it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny. It's so funny. Yeah. It's very good. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's a weird connection with sport and identity in Ireland. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, it, this isn't where the conversation I expected it to go. But no, 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 no. But interesting. What you you lift up the rock, and all of a sudden, what you see, like it's there's you know, and we, there was no prompting. We were literally just like, oh, Ireland's and you because you're going to see an Ireland match today, and then Ireland's playing like in the quarterfinals now with rugby. So we're like, oh, let's talk about this. Um. Because it's interesting, like as soon as we're 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 given the chance to kind of like scratch a little bit beneath the surface, there's a there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of stuff connect, and it's it's all intertwined. It's not one thing. It's not like oh, this is sport. It's it's like sport is connected to this. This is connected to that. It's connected to this. We're talking like it's 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 a it's a melting pot of stuff. It really is. It really is. 
anyway, I think yeah. it was it was a good chat and Owen, thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.